Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
jeder ist stolz in die Folge, was sich feiern, mit Mittes wie ein jedes Vive. Nordzeitin, wo es richtig, eibig reine Lichtig, wie es passt, da geht er Mir hat mit jedem einem in Arbeitszimmer scheinen, in Kolschiloch in je Schiebe. Find Rubens Milch Melker in Arbeit zwischen Felker, mir seht gleich auf die Schinnerie. Mach a Kirscher schön, ai, 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 mach a Kirscher schön. Wir kennen Schaier, wir kriegen doch dieses Tag, jedes Kunde kennt mein Schaden. Lehag die Leladiere, sieht man auf die Ziere, die Scheinkeit also kommt da Beim Schließen frische Häufen, beim Haben in ein Käufen, fuhren Fliegers, Bosses, Bahnen. Mit dem Schmeicheln, dem Süßen, vergesst kein Mut zu grüßen, denn bitte ich gehe ich allzu viel. Mach a Kirscher schön, ai, 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 ai. Mach a Kirscher schön, ai, 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 ai. Mach a Kirscher schön, ai, 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 ai. Mach a Kirscher schön. Bis wie so mir verliebt sich, halt und dann an hohe Asen. Affele zwischen jeden mit Liebschaften zufrieden, noch noch eine Rebasen. Tirarararambam, gebakikirambam, ich kabel ist mein Dimesäure. Wer es ist an Nehmen, darf die mit zwei Nehmen, es ist noch mal mit Schmähner teure. Mach a kiddischer Schäf, ai, ai, ai. Der König hat lieb das Kind, mit seinen in der Welt ein Einholz gesehen. Gur stolz, halt mit dem Pfund, ich krieg mir Arim in den Hals, sei mich um.
It's Sandy Shmueli, Hanashamat Soeket. Before that, Ashrenu done by Yisachar Dror. Eitan Katz had Amar Hashem, Kiddush Hashem. That was from Shulam Lemmer. Our friends from TABC, they were visiting us last week in our Jersey studio with Imesh Gachech. He heard Masech Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday as we head back to school and back to work. It's going to be a big week here at JMM and the Nachum Siegel Network. We have our big celebration coming up Thursday, commemorating the brand new Manhattan studio. And then on Friday, we'll do the same in New Jersey for our brand new New Jersey studio. So a big week here at JMM and the Nachum Siegel Network. And then, of course, next week, we're going to head to the Holy Land and get our programming going from uh, Israel as we uh, build up to, um, uh, to the holiday of Pesach and, of course, the wedding of Tamima and Yoshua. We are getting very, very excited for all these amazing events and all this incredible stuff that's going on. I want to thank our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. It was wonderful. And those of you who saw the pictures and, uh, and heard the show, you saw and heard just how great a setup and how wonderful a, uh, a place and a part we had in yesterday's MedEx conference in Teaneck, New Jersey. It was really wonderful to speak to some amazing guests, including our conversation with uh, Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Yoshua Fast, the founders of Nefesh Benefesh. And what was uh, most revealing, frankly, was how quickly somebody in the medical industry who's already achieved what they uh, set out to achieve here in the United States can be licensed and approved for work in Israel. The whole thing is, frankly, unreal. And that's what was going on yesterday as we were broadcasting. And uh, if you missed any of it, we will be playing it this week. Um, I have to speak to Avrami, but it will be part of our uh, broadcast. I'm assuming tomorrow at 1 o'clock, right after the Tuesday Live Lunch, we are going to uh, play for you our visit to the MedEx conference yesterday in Teaneck, New Jersey, courtesy of our friends at Nefesh Benefesh. That's, uh, that's what we're going to do, and uh, that's how we're going to handle things. And I hope that um, everybody out there who's in the medical profession, I hope you understand the ease with which Nefesh Benefesh has, uh, <laughs> has broken barriers. I don't want to say it was easy to break the barriers, but once they've broken those barriers, the whole process has become so much easier for those who are uh, doctors, nurses, therapists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, that's the story with that. It was great being there yesterday. Here we are this week, brand new at the Nachum Siegel Network. Speaking of health, by the way, um, Art Scroll has a brand new book by Nachman Seltzer entitled 90 Seconds. I read this over Shabbos. It's the story of our dear friend Ellie Beer, uh, United Hatzala, and it's quite a story. It is quite a story. Lots of life-saving episodes. Um, and, of course, he himself survived a life-threatening situation, you may recall, when he was um, a very serious victim of COVID. Thank God, not a fatal victim. He'll discuss that, I'm sure, with us tomorrow. Ellie Beer joins us in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Looking forward to joining with him um, as we talk about the brand-new book entitled 90 Seconds, written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Go to artscroll.com, order that book or any book, and always get free shipping 
and a major discount with promo code radio. Simple as that. More coming up. Baruch Levine is next. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Someone once came over to me and asked me what's it like to be a yid. Someone once came over to me and asked me what's it like to be a yid. This is what I told him. This is what I told him. This is what I will tell him. Sing, Beli, Beli, Lehovinu, 
להסכים, לשמוע, ללמוד וללמד.
somebody do it all the way I want to wipe away the worry he's the pain and fear that's what brothers are for I'm here when the clouds are moving in and doubts slip through the cracks when the loneliness seeps in I'm here to close the gap no matter what it takes I'll go to any lengths it's helping out call you throw straight it's clear that I'm looking out for you you're looking out for me want to see what I can do to be there cause we're family I'm always looking out for you you'll be looking out for me nothing like the power pass at 247 on me
out for you. You're looking out for me. You wanna see what I can do to be there, cause we're family. with Avishai and Yodea Nafshi. Before that, Be There for Somebody, done by Maishi Tischler. Ari Goldwag had Be Yerushalayim, Vaha'er. Great brand new song by Yaakov Shweki in memory of Rabbi Meir Zlotowitz. 
Geschmack to be a Yid uh, opened up that. Oh, no, before that, Tove Lee done by Baruch Levine to open up that set here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. We've got, uh, where are we? There we go. Golly, it's all in the background. Do our news from Israel coming up. I learned something yesterday in the MedEx conference about the uh, first readings and how we keep talking about the first readings of bills in the Knesset. Got a little bit of an education about that yesterday. It's a very interesting system they have over there in Jerusalem. <laughs> All I could say is we don't get that first reading done on time, meaning before the um, implosion of the previous government. You got to start the whole thing from scratch which I found fascinating, frankly. Anyway, big week here at the Nahum Siegel Network. JM and the AM celebrates our brand-new Manhattan studio coming up on Thursday, our brand-new New Jersey studio coming up on Friday. Certainly hope you'll be there out in the audience as we welcome special guests and celebrate the rebuild in New York and the brand-new studio in New Jersey. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. It's a Monday. We say Boker Tov from JM and the AM. סלם ירושלים השעה אחת, שלום רב, באולפן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ועדת החוקה של הכנסת דנה בשעה זו במתווה החדש שהציגה הקואליציה ועל פיו תשונה הוועדה לבחירת שופטים. המשנה ליועצת המשפטית לממשלה, עורכת הדין אביטל סומפולונסקי, הבהירה בדיון, אנחנו מתנגדים גם לנוסח החדש. במתווה המוצע יש הגברה של פוליטיזציה בוועדה למינוי שופטים. יש פה מעורבות מאוד מאוד משמעותית של הגורמים הפוליטיים, ולכן הדבר הזה בעצם מאפשר לנשיא בית המשפט העליון, יחד עם שר המשפטים, למנות נשיאים לבית המשפט המחוזי. כל הדבר הזה מכניס פוליטיזציה מאוד מאוד גדולה למערכת משפט מקצועית. אנחנו חושבים שהדבר הזה פוגע גם בעצמאות השיפוטית, גם בעיקרון הפרדת הרשויות. כתבנו הפוליטי יובל שגב מוסיף שבשעה שלוש צפויה להתקיים ישיבת סיעת הליכוד בתאריך הצבעה על עמדת הסיעה בנוגע לנוסח החקיקה החדשה. חבר הכנסת ניסים ואטורי העביר אצל אמיר איבגי, אם לא נקבל הסבר משביע רצון על המתווה, נתקשה להצביע בעדו. ועדת הכספים אישרה את הארכת הטבת המס להורים לילדים בגיל 6 עד 13. שווי ההטבה הוא 2,800 שקלים בשנה לילד, ובמשרד האוצר מתכוונים להרחיבה להורים לילדים עד גיל 18. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ישראל פישר מוסר, כי תוקף ההטבה שהציג שר האוצר הקודם אביגדור ליברמן פג בסוף פברואר, וכדי שהורים ימשיכו ליהנות מזיכוי רציף במס, הכנסת נדרשת לאשר את החלטת ועדת הכספים. המטה ללוחמה בטרור פרסם היום את אזהרות המסע לישראלים המתכוננים לשהות בחו"ל לקראת פסח. האזהרה העיקרית מתייחסת לניסיונותיה של איראן לבצע פעולות טרור כדי לפגוע ביעדים ישראלים ויהודיים ברחבי העולם. במטה מציינים כי המדינות הנמצאות בקרבת איראן, כמו איחוד האמירויות, טורקיה, בחריין ואזרבייג'אן, אבל גם יוון וקפריסין, המרוחקות יותר, עלולות להוות יעד לפעילות עירנית נגד ישראלים. בנוסף, מציינים במל"ל כי אירועים ביטחוניים חריגים בהר הבית עשויים להשפיע על מוטיבציה גוברת לממש פיגועים 
נגד ישראלים בחו"ל. עם זאת, בשונה משנים קודמות, אין אזהרת מסע חמורה למבקרים בסיני, בהנחיית המטה ללוחמה בטרור, כי ישראלים שישהו רק באתרי תיירות מוכרים ברצועת החוף ובשער המשך. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו המדיני יניר קוזין. כתב אישום הוגש נגד ראש עיריית אור עקיבא, יעקב אדרי, בגין עבירות שוחד והלבנת הון במהלך השנים 2013 עד 2020 במסגרת תפקידו. על פי כתב האישום, שווי הכספים שקיבל אדרי נאמד ביותר מחצי מיליוני שקלים. ומזג האוויר הגשם מתרכז בעיקר בשפלה הדרומית ובדרום הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Oh, 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 oh,
J.M. in the A.M. with your Achmiel Begun, the Miami Boys Choir. Echad Keneged Kulam is the name of that one here at J.M. in the A.M. That's right. Echad Keneged Kulam. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Hevra with Chai, Diaspora, and Lule, that great classic. Kaf Al Kaf done by Lipa. Eighth Day had Freedom, one of our fam- favorite Nissan songs. And the month of Nissan begins this coming Thursday. Uh, and, of course, Avram Willig opened up the 8 o'clock hour, I should say the 7 o'clock hour, with a hafti here at JM in the AM. And if I did say 2 p.m. newscast when we did our news from Israel, I apologize. There's only a six-hour difference until this coming Thursday night. There's only a six-hour difference with Israel. And then Thursday night will again become a seven-hour <laughs> difference. Yes, I'm apologizing for the time Miscalculation. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in the parasha, And you'll serve Hashem. Hashem will bless your bread. And your water. And I will remove illness from your midst. The Zerashimshan asks an interesting question. Why is it that the idea of removing illness from the midst of Klal Yisrael is in such close proximity to Hashem blessing our water and our bread? The Zerashimshan explains there's a direct correlation between an individual sustenance and Chas Shalom illness. The Gemara says, Vitanyo, Machlo Zumaro. Lama Nikro Shmo Machlo, why is the illness called Machlo? Sheshmoini Mushlosha Chaloin Yeshbo. The reason is, is because there are 83 sicknesses in the bile. We understand it that Machlo be Gematria. Machlo is Gematria 83. And all of those sicknesses can be nullified by eating bread dipped in salt in the morning and drinking a container of water. If a person 
will not be lacking any nourishment. He'll have the proper amount of water and food. He will be saved from all the machlos. That is why these two inyanim, these two ideas, are close in proximity. A while ago, an individual came to me and told me that he is having difficulty. He doesn't know whether he should go for procedure because he finds that he sweats profusely. He cannot stop sweating. Sometimes it is very embarrassing to him. However, the procedure that he'll have to go through is somewhat painful and also is intricate. He asked my Eitzah. I told him that there is a Gemara in which one of those things that can help prevent excessive sweat and perspiration is by having pas shachris, bread in the morning. That is one of those things that can protect a person from this. I went over some of the ideas about this particular custom and he said, you know what, it's worth a try. He went and every morning meticulously he washed and ate pas shachris. He dipped it in a little salt. About a month later, he contacted me. He told me that his perspiration problem has greatly improved. And in fact, he is no longer embarrassed. He finds that he is sweating less. And he says, I guess that it is due to the Paschachris. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M., Joey Newcomb with Zemer. Before that, Keely Olam Chazdo. You're listening to a J.M. in the A.M. Monday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Big week for us with the dedication Thursday of our uh, New York City studio, the dedication Friday of our New Jersey studio, one year after the fire in New York. And I thank all of you for the uh, all the Mazel Tov wishes. Much appreciated. Tomorrow, Ellie Beer is going to join us. The brand-new book is called 90 Seconds, written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer about... United Hatzalah, and uh, the life of Ellie Beer. Uh, we get to speak with Ellie tomorrow at 8 o'clock Eastern time right here at JMN. Don't forget the brand new book is available now at artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio for your free shipping and major discount. Make sure to use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Well, we have um, spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks talking about our uh, Nissan Chesed campaign. It is one of the things that we are um, focused on as we get closer and closer to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And uh, it will dominate our programming, I pray, I hope, during the two weeks between Rosh Chodesh Nisan and Pesach as we remind everybody how important it is to reach out to others and be there for others, uh, especially this time of year. Pesach's a very, very difficult time of year, to say the least. Well... For our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine, you can imagine how difficult not only this time of year is, you can imagine how difficult the, the uh, last year has been since the invasion of Ukraine. And um, our friends at the Chabad of Poland are doing everything in their power to help Ukrainian Jewish refugees at all times, but especially now, prepare for the holiday of Pesach 2023. With us live via telephone is our Mayor Stambler, co-director of Chabad of Poland. I want to call your attention to the website, saveajew.org. Pretty simple, right? Saveajew.org, where their campaign is going on 
as we speak. Rabbi Stambler, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having us, Mayu. How many members of our community, how many of our brothers and sisters would you suspect at this point have gone from the Ukraine to Poland in the last year? It's difficult to have a clear number because in general, a few million Ukrainians in general uh, flee from Ukraine to Poland and from Poland they continue to their next destination. But we assume that about uh, 150, 200,000 Jews left Ukraine via Poland. Many of them stays in Poland for longer terms. Some of them stay for short terms. How many of them are dependent on Chabad of Poland? How many of them have crossed through your doors asking for help and expressing how desperate a situation they're in? 5,000. Wow. And now it's time to not only help them with their basic needs that they need all year round, but now, of course, Pesach is coming up and the the need gets even greater. Correct. For Pesach, we are getting a lot of calls. People are coming to us. People are calling us. We will have to supply Seder kits in various ways for 9,000 people. Where are all these people living? Are they able to, to find housing? Are they able to uh, adjust to life and for them a new country? How, how is it going for them? This is very difficult for them. We are helping them as much as we can. Some of them are in Warsaw. Some of them are in other cities. Some of them are renting apartments. In, uh, some of them are being asked by local people. It's a big challenge to get accommodation. Chabad of Poland, your headquarters is located in what city? Warsaw. And I would guess even before the Ukraine war or the Russia-Ukraine war, I would guess you always had a challenge to take care of everybody in general uh, uh, there. Now the need is only increased by those who are refugees who have come to Poland. Am I right that, that, things, were, that things were a challenge even before they got there? You are right, but the scale and scope is completely different. The, the scale, the scope, the emergency, the urgency is something that we never thought of. We have local Jews in Poland. We have local Jewish foreigners in Poland. We have many Jewish tourists in Poland, youth and families going to heritage routes, to Holocaust routes. There is different transactions of Jews in Poland, but when you, you know, you get like few hundred people per day knocking on your door need help and you don't have the help to provide them this is frustrating it's estimated that to take care of a refugee from the ukraine it's 45 dollars per day per week it's 315 dollars and per month it is 12 and a half uh 1260 dollars now um have you had to increase your staff? I would imagine that your army, the army of Chabad of Poland, has, has had to increase in order to go ahead and service all the people that are in need. Yes, we increased dramatically. We, increased, we raised between 10 and 30 people to our staff. Just You can call them volunteering people, but these volunteering people has to be paid as well. And it's all, all in a different scale now, yes. Unbelievable. 
Um, everybody out there, really, the bottom line is we have an obligation to help our brothers and sisters, and Chabad of Poland is making sure that the Ukrainian refugees, the Jewish men and women who've gone from the Ukraine to Poland, are being taken care of uh, in the thousands, as you heard, thousands of people a year into the war who need to prepare for Pesach and need to um, have what they what they need for the upcoming holiday. The campaign, uh, which is a charity campaign, has raised over $440,000, and we would like to help Chabad of Poland get to their goal. Saveajew.org. Pretty simple website. In fact, I was shocked that, uh, <laughs> that that web address was still available, frankly. Saveajew.org. That's where you go to help and to participate in the charity campaign and support the refugees from the Ukraine who are spending Yuntif, uh, at the minimum Yuntif, some of them are there full-time now, in Poland. Again, it's saveajew.org. And uh, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Stambler, uh, Pesach's going to be quite a challenge. You mentioned the staff and volunteers that have joined you to increase uh, the presence amongst uh, the Chabad of Poland administration. Uh, but it, uh, aside from... Uh, aside from the kits and the different items that are being given out in order to help somebody who's a refugee get through Pesach, I would assume you're also going to have God knows how many people at the Seder that you're going to have to take care of as well, right? Sure, sure. We will have multiple Seder events all over Poland. In each of them, we will have a few hundred people. We are flying in young rabbis of Chabad from abroad to lead each Seder. At least two people, two rabbis will be in each Seder. So we have like about between 200 to 300 people in each Seder, at least in five places. So there's already over 1,000 people just in these Seders, beside our central Seder in Warsaw. We will be hosting probably 200 people for the whole Pesach, feeding them. People that are having no other settlement where to make all the Pesach, and they are observant, cashers, and everything. So it's a big, big challenge. We are sending thousands of kids even to Ukraine. We are getting calls from people asking to get uh, Seder kits and other stuff and from local uh, refugees in Poland. So it's a real massive operation. Saveajew.org. I see that the campaign is going pretty well so far, thank God. Yes. Saveajew.org. Rabbi Stambler, could you describe for us the disposition of our brothers and sisters. You meet a lot of people. I'm sure you meet a lot of people who travel through Poland over the years. Um, but here you're meeting people who have arrived in Poland probably with nothing, who have left their entire lives behind, who are desperately trying to find brothers and sisters like us to help them get through this situation. Could, could you describe the disposition? Could you describe the the type of situations that these refugees are in when you first meet them? Yes. Most of the refugees are women, mothers, and grandmothers, and children. The government of Ukraine does not allow to men from the age of 18 till the age of 60 to leave the country in order to be there for the war. So uh, there are exceptions, of course, but most of the refugees who are coming are mothers, children and grandmothers and grandparents and uh, some of them are you can see on them that they are wealthy people uh, very well 
arranged and settled in their life before, but they run away from Ukraine sometimes, even without passports, without nothing. The Polish government let them in even without papers into the country. And they, you know, they come with nice bags and nice dress, but nothing more on them. And they need something, diapers, they need food for the baby, they need accommodation at least for a few nights till they will get settled and get the documents and money from their sources. The Jewish community has quite a history with Poland. Uh, you and I could talk for hours about that history. Are you shocked by the way the refugees, Jewish and not, have been welcomed by the Polish people? I think it's, I don't know if to say I'm shocked, but I think it is something very nice and keen to say about uh, this, and you cannot ignore it. It's something right. that shows that uh, the world has changed dramatically. Yeah. But especially for us Jews, always we had we used to be refugees from Poland away elsewhere. We never other refugees came outside of Poland to Poland uh, in the in the recent in the recent centuries at least. So this is uh, a big change. How many years are you involved in time, Poland? Eighteen years. Wow. Kalakavod, uh, Rabbi Stambler, I hope our listeners respond. You know, I, you're aware of the fact that we make a very big deal in general, but certainly this time of year, of reaching out and trying to help our brothers and sisters through our Nissan Chesed campaign. Obviously, this is going to be added to our Nissan Chesed campaign, saveajew.org, so that people out there can provide a little bit for the refugees that you're taking care of year round and especially during the holiday of Pesach. So we will I'm I'm going to hope that our that our listeners will pitch in and uh, and make this uh, a priority and all I could say is kolakavod thank you so much for what you're doing I to- appreciate very much I appreciate very much and I want to say a few words sure. that uh, when I say that we helped in la- till now thousands of people so it means some of them we gave full accommodation with food. Some of them we helped with medicine and with other arrangements. There is plenty of work to help to each one of them. And in order to help and listen to them, we need to have the time and to have, of course, the resources. We could not have do it without the tremendous help that we got from Achenu Bilnei Israel from all over. Yeah. At the beginning of the war, it was really uh, encouraging to see the support we got from all over. But recently, people get used to it. You know, the war is already not something new. But unfortunately, the refugees are coming to us every day, and I cannot tell them that the people are tired from the story of the war. So really, without you, without Achenu Bnei Israel, we cannot do it. It's something that's a big, big operation. So we are actually your boots on the ground. These refugees are not uh, closer relatives to us, than to you. We are simply bothering with them, so they come to us first. But actually, we are there the same clearly for them. Yeah. These are our brothers and sisters, and they need to be taken care of. It's as simple as that. And as you heard, everybody, as you heard the rabbi just say, there are people getting tired of the war, and there are people who are less inclined to give because so much time has gone by already. Now is the time that we have to step up and make sure to be there. Give a donation, whatever you can, saveajew.org, saveajew.org. You're literally helping Chabad of Poland take care of our Jewish brothers and sisters who've left, most of them mothers uh, mothers and children who've left the Ukraine and are now seeking a refuge in Poland and are certainly seeking the ability to observe the holiday of Pesach as best as possible. 
Uh, Rabbi Stambler, what can I say? Kolakavod, thank you so much for joining us and continue your amazing work. Thank you very much. A kosher and freilich and pesach. A kosher and freilich and pesach is right. Everybody out there, you know how important Mo's chitim is. You know how important it is kimcha de pischa. You know how important it is to give something. There are people who, frankly, are not that careful about giving all year round. But when it comes to pre-Pesach, they are very, very careful about giving. You know, call a kavod to them uh, for that part of it, that, the, that when Pesach arrives, people are very, very uh, motivated to give. So please go to the website, saveajew.org, saveajew.org, give something so that the Rabbi Stambler and his staff can help refugees from the Ukraine, our brothers and sisters, during this holiday of Pesach. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and of course on the beloved NSN app.
JM in the AM. Well, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to play the entire visit that we had to the MedEx conference yesterday in New Jersey uh, when Nefesh Benefesh hosted the medical um, candidates and the medical um, uh, hospitals to New Jersey. These are all from Israel and, of course, the candidates from the United States. Uh, it was very interesting. It was very interesting to see an entire event where people were coming in with their qualifications, with their uh, degrees, getting approved for work in Israel, and uh, at the same time interviewing for jobs in Israel. It was really amazing. Those of you in the medical field, you should be paying careful attention to what's going on uh, with Nefesh Benefesh and the whole MedEx uh, initiative. Um, anyway, so tomorrow at 1 o'clock, we're going to play the entire show right after Avrami's live lunch. But I wanted to play this morning my conversation from yesterday with uh, Tony Gelbart and Rabbi Yoshua Fast, the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. This was my conversation yesterday with them here on a JM and the AM Monday. Uh, again, it's Tony Gelbart. It's Rabbi Yoshua Fast. They are the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh. Here's what that conversation sounded like right here at JM in the AM. MedEx 2023 is happening right now here in Teaneck, New Jersey, and I'm joined by the co-founders of Nefesh Benefesh, of course, Rabbi Yoshua, Josh Fast, Tony Gelbart. They're both here with me as we uh, interrupt the off-air conversation, which was not going well, folks, that I can tell you. And we now go on air <laughs> for what will no doubt be a very informative and fun discussion. Tony, a pleasure to welcome you back to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, usually we're many tens of thousands of feet in the air when we're conducting these conversations. Today we're on solid ground, the beautiful table, good background. So things are much calmer than usual when there's turbulence and other things going on. And Rabbi Fass, nice to see you, sir. It was just uh, recently that you and I met together in our brand new Manhattan studio for the Nahum Siegel Network. It was a pleasure to welcome you there and uh, good to gather on an occasion like this as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nahum. Boy, I'll tell you, you meet people here that are very serious about bringing their uh, capabilities and abilities to Israel. Anybody who's in any industry can improve the quality of life for people in Israel. But you think about doctors and therapists and those who are involved in medicine, they really can make a big difference in a community that they go to in the Holy Land. Uh, would you say that uh, Nefesh Benefesh Olim, who come from a medical background, are in fact changing the face of medicine in Israel? I don't have to say it. If you go around the room and you talk to 12 different hospitals and five different clinics, they are desperate for this for this professionalism, they're desperate for these immigrants, they're desperate for this, this catalyst of change. And you ask them, I ask them, what happened from last year to this year, last medics this year, we've hired 10, we've hired eight, we hired six. We bought 105 physicians last year, and they're all integrated in these hospitals. And you, each Ole is a story, Tony and I always say this, and it's just remarkable to close up, have, have a front row seat of each of these Olim stories. But when you talk to the hospitals and clinics, you understand the exponential impact that each of these people are having. And I can't, I can't describe the pride that Tony and I feel when you 
talk about a cardiologist going to an area that doesn't have a cardiologist. So you have a neonatologist who's going to a hospital that doesn't have that specialty. And they talk about that this individual is going to improve the lifestyle, the health care yeah. of 200,000 people. So you might be bringing one family on a plane, but you've just directly, not even indirectly, have helped service 200,000 uh, Israeli citizens like this overnight. But there's a further point here. It's the Jewish state. <laughs> One would assume that they're doing pretty well and are likely full when it comes to medical personnel. After all, as I said, it's the Jewish state and medicine is a very big profession among our people. It must be an incredible additional benefit knowing that in this area, the Olim can make such an impact in Israel. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting that if you tell people there is literally a critical shortage of doctors and, and doctors and medical professionals in Israel, especially in our community, they're like, what are you talking right. about? I, I every find other it hard Jewish to Jewish guy's a doctor, or every other Jewish woman's a doctor, and they're this and, and you sit there and you scratch your head and you say, no, well, let me give you the facts. The facts are, during the big Russian wave of immigration, a lot of doctors came. There weren't a lot of medical schools. And people said, look, we have all these doctors, it's great, and they'll fill it, but those people are retiring. And they're going out of the profession, and there weren't enough medical schools to, you know, keep up with the population and what have you in Israel. So there's a critical shortage. But we're here watching this, and like you know, Rabbi Fass said, every person has its own story, and it's amazing. I mean, we see people here with, I mean, I just stopped somebody. I had to stop him and ask him to take his picture, and he's got like 12 diplomas, <laughs> 12 physical diplomas. He took them off his wall carrying here because that's what they need to see right and i'm saying to myself my god 12 diplomas can you imagine look on the flip side of all this you don't want to take all the time up but on the flip side of it how incredible these people are helping in the medical professional sure. helping israel and people of all walks of life in israel okay right crosses every denomination all kind of religions all kind of it is a jewish nation but it crosses everybody helps everybody it's the greatest thing in the world okay not political not religious mm -hmm. it's just great but on top of all that, you know what the ROI is or the return on investment for the state of Israel? Some person who gets a medical degree, let's say he's into it for $500,000, paid his way through medicals. He's come the next day. I'm here. I get my licenses at MedEx. I do everything. I land in Israel. I'm a physician. I'm ready to work. That's uh, $500,000 of you know, schooling in Israel right. that somebody in the government didn't pay for. Right. Didn't go, their taxes weren't paying for it. And all of a sudden, they're helping people. The return on investment is incredible. They're, they're happy for themselves because they're olim. Their family's happy. And what is wrong with that? It's just great. It's a win-win-win. On top of that, they end up sometimes in communities that are desperate for doctors. Oh. Forget about hospitals for a moment. No, just communities doctor. that Absolutely. need a family doctor. And they're there to be the central part of that moving forward. Absolutely. Which it's is one of the reasons why the Ministry of Negev and Galil came. Because the periphery has such a need, a critical need for physicians. And they came, they sent their whole delegation, the minister and the delegates from the entire office. They are putting this, putting this as an agenda of their ministry to bring physicians, especially Anglo physicians, to their communities. What we would call the basic family doctor. By the way, the gentleman with the 12 diplomas, was he immediately uh, recognized as qualified or not? You know I'm what happened? sure. I'm you sure. You think so? I, listen, anybody who's lugging around 12 right. diplomas of anything has got to be, you know, I don't know I strong. Gotta, good. We're yeah. going to we're <laughs> gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to investigate this because <laughs> yeah. if he was rejected, that would be awful. That would be terrible. We need but, people like that in but, Israel. But he was not the only one. There were several like that. Many of them are here with their diplomas. Someone told me they brought in qualifications in Latin. Mm -hmm. And it became somewhat of an issue for a couple of minutes until 
everyone realized that this is you know just as good as if it was written in English, which I thought was pretty funny. Actually, well, imagine if you're a, a, a you know oncology surgeon or something. How many diplomas and how many degrees right. have you got? Residency right. and this and that and and. and. I mean, right. it's amazing. There are people walking around schlepping suitcases. Schlepping suitcases. suitcases. You're being serious. Yeah, go inside. There's you know, suitcases. the wheelies, suitcases, absolutely. All the diplomas inside. That's, that's without their high school basketball trophies. Well, that's what I, I asked. Know, just the medical side. Wait a second. Well, that's that's what Tony walked over to this guy. I walked over to the guy because I was like, I'm blown away. First of all, he's strong. And his wife, you know, was... She was also wheeling a suitcase. And I said, is this your diploma? like from kindergarten. <laughs> right. And, and keep the every Aleph project, every project and, they did. And everywhere. Father's Day ties. Yeah. <laughs> Takes off the refrigerator, yeah, little drawings for their mom. Oh, my God. Now, tell me about this development. Someone was on earlier from a medical facility in Israel and said that at this point, they are not ready to educate people in Israel who might end up in Chutzlaretz, who might end up outside of Israel. They will only take into their program those who are already citizens of Israel where they assume that these people are serious about staying in Israel. So foreigners coming to Israel, it's now going to be much more difficult for them to get a medical education there because they want people... If you're not an Israeli citizen. Right. Yeah, they're prioritizing. Which is unbelievable. That that was not like that years ago. No. That shows the desperation or the critical situation. That we need to make sure, Israel needs to make sure that the priority is the people who are getting certified, educated, getting a license, are staying within Israel. And that's one of the priorities that they put but, into place. But now, yeah, what you're mentioning is that people from outside of Israel coming to Israel right. to go into a medical school, right? Mm-hmm. That is changing. Because now, as you said correctly... They are concentrating on the people. There's not enough medical schools. There's not enough places, you know, for people to sit. So they're just saying, look, you're an Israeli citizen. You're here. You want to be a doctor? Great. Right. You know, when they get there, more medical schools, I'm sure they'll And they're creating new medical programs and medical schools. But in five, six years from now, we'll see the product of that. Right. That's why it's so critical for us. And I'm using the word critical over and over again. That's why it's so important and significant for us to have this medics so we can bring in hundreds of physicians every year. Yeah, I understand that. But it seems like, I mean, all things equal, even five, six years from now, they're not going to change this policy. They're still going to want people who are being educated in Israel to actually be citizens and stick around. Unless there's such a glut. Exactly. Let's Let's see the volume. Let's see the schooling. Let's see the programs. Let's see the... Let's see whether or not there is a demand or whether or not they're going to still prioritize Israeli right. citizens. Is there anything that's comparable to this? If medics is doing all this licensing and doing everything in a specific profession, and I know that medicine is many different professions, but you get my point, in a specific industry. If this is happening here, are there other times when when you bring from Israel to outside of Israel other types of licensing agencies or other? Not oh, at this level. This is it. Not on, not on this level. Nothing even compares. No, this is not, nothing compares like this throughout the whole world. This is a, a one of a kind beast, and uh, and it's it's remarkable a logistically to pull it off, and it's incredible to see just the the confidence that even the hospitals have. The hospitals, the clinics, we have every single hospital here, every clinic of within, the entire country. The entire country, we have every clinic of Maccabi Muchedek Lali. Everyone, everyone's here. We'll meet. Everyone's here. Those would be the HMOs. Yeah. So the fact that we have every hospital and every and every clinic here, uh, and they pay them their, for their own flight to come here because they they know what talent and caliber of individuals who are coming to this medics. It's worth it for them 
and they're setting up appointments, and an individual can come here. We were joking, schlepping their suitcase right. of diplomas. Get licensed, get approved, then walk from one room to the next room, get interviewed by a Hadassah, by a Shari Tzedek for a They're position. conducting actual interviews right now? No way now. You're sitting in this corner. You've got to go outside oh inside and see what's going on here. <laughs> I've got to get, every, get out there a little bit. Every single desk, every single table in front of every hospital has a person sitting across. They're negotiating positions. Every hospital came here. They're making they, job offers. They're making job offers. So a person can come home now and say, I know my license is approved. The moment I land, all I have to do is give them my two dots, my, you know, my number, like a social security number. I'll have my license within 24, 48 hours. I have a lined up job from either Shari Tzedek, Hadassah, Ichilov, whoever, everyone else, hurts. all the hospitals are here. I could start to work. In the past, before this happened, you landed. You had to wait months just to prove that you landed. Send in your original oh, diplomas. Get notary, notarized. Send it back. And then do you would, six months of changing bedpans. You would, you, a, you would a, spend a 10 to 11 months just going through the process. Here, this talent can hit the ground running. The country needs it. They want to contribute. That's why they're making Aliyah. It's a game changer. I don't know how you convince the government of Israel this is a good idea. Governments in general, not just Israel, governments in general don't always see the forest from the trees about, you know, cutting out some red tape. No, it, took, it, took oh, it took 20 yeah. years. It took 20 years. So it did take a long time. Yeah. It takes 20 years. We have, we never, we never overpromise and underdeliver, and that's, and that's really a mantra or a philosophy that Tony have had for the last 20 years. And therefore, when we say that we're going to do something, people believe it. So when we say we're going to help with a physician shortage, people believe that. When we say we're going to have a medics and we're going to bring in 115 physicians that are willing to make Aliyah by this summer and get processed and licensed and you can interview them for positions, they believe us. And you'll have every hospital and every clinic and HMO is going to come and fly in on their own dime because they know that we mean it. And it takes time. It didn't happen overnight. But I don't we also, think we wouldn't have been able to pull this off five years ago, ten uh, years ago. But we also have a track record, you know. We, we've been You're doing proven. this for 20 years, yeah. But we don't say what we can't do. We mm-hmm. never do that. We never, like you know, Josh said, we don't overpromise on deliver. We do not say what we can't do. We do it first, and that's it. And, you know, success, success breeds success, as we always say. On the other end, people are here from what state? Because I saw um, the, the list of 20 states is, is this event, right? They're talking about participants who came in specifically to be here today. Yeah. There are people who flew in from other places. It's not just the hospitals flying in to be here for the interviews. It's we, participants. We met a couple that flew in from California. There's to a, be here today. To be here today. And be interviewed. 100%. To be interviewed. They brought their diplomas. We were schmoozing with them in the last uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, we have a couple that's landing at 2 o'clock from Denver. They have a 5 o'clock appointment for certification. So they come straight here, come and straight hours here. later, after they land, they can have a job. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And we prep the hospitals beforehand mm-hmm. because they have the specialties that they're looking for. Right. So we're the Shadchan. So we know that this anesthesiologist who has a proclivity or a tendency to want to move to the periphery, we're going to set them up with a meeting or appointment for a job interview or just to understand what's lacking and what's offered and opportunities. And it's just an incredible it's an incredible feeling to not only help on a micro level, this person make Aliyah, but you're helping the nation on such a profound level, but you're also watching as a shadchan, the matchmaking happen right here. It's, it's really, it's, it's phenomenal. We spoke earlier with a pediatric neurologist. I'm sure you know who I'm referring to. And uh, she's, There's seven here. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and she said to us that as much as there's a shortage here, you can't imagine 
the demand in Israel, how they're desperate right. for people right. to be able to take right. care of these babies yep. through right. 20 years old who have these neurological problems. So she's going to make a massive difference when she gets there. I mean, obviously, just, you know, important to point out, frankly. She can pick the place right. she wants to go. In fact, I think she said to me she hadn't even chosen a job yet. Like, she yeah. hasn't even gone to the interview process yeah. yet. She's going to Israel, and she's going to see the lay of the land. She, she has her pick. Right. She's she's in the, the cockpit. Pretty amazing. I can't imagine, you know, in the Golan or in the Negev or the Galil. It's incredible possibilities for somebody yeah. who, you know, and it's amazing that the doctors who are here, they also want to challenge. A lot of them would love to go to places that, that they're it. Yeah, I mean, these, they're going to be the head physician wherever they go. Right, and some of these hospitals shall be a trailblazer. Right. Rob should probably be taking a full-time job that doesn't exist yet. In that some of these or, head of de- or, or head or of head department. Of department, right. Um, how's the campus doing in Jerusalem? The Nefesh Ben Nefesh <laughs> campus. Now, remember, Tony and Rabbi Fass, there is a commitment that's sort of been put on the table. I don't want to put too much pressure on you. Uh-oh. Our temporary Jerusalem studio, as you know, is in the conference room across from uh, Yael Katzman's office. <laughs> I heard something about that. I, I mean, I could say across from your office, Rabbi Fast, but let's give credit where credit is due. It's across from Yael Katzman's office, almost directly Truth yes. across. Heard about that. The rumor is that as the building continues to grow, there's going to be space for permanent situations. And Rabbi Fast has actually toyed with the idea. I'm being very generous with you right now. Go for not, it. Being very generous, and I'm, I'm being vague. Let this be a memorable interview. Being very vague. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big sigh of, uh... Go on. Did you guys make a side deal that I don't know about? No, 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 not a side deal, but yeah. simply, Rabbi, and I think you agree with this. Rabbi uh, Fass of said course that, I'm going to agree. Rabbi Fass said that as more space becomes available yes. on the campus, there yes. could be not a temporary Nahum Single Network studio, but a permanent Nahum Siegel Network Studio. Surprise. So, <laughs> so, so by the way, again, I'm I'm simply I'm being I'm being speculative. I'm not putting pressure on her by fast. I certainly don't want him to feel that uh, I'm putting him on the spot. I'm right. being speculative mm-hmm. that as the building grows, and again, you do hope the building's gonna grow, as, as beautiful as it is right now. Yes. You do hope there'll be additional yes. facilities, right? Absolutely. Yes. As the building grows, yes. you like I'm doing this? Yes. As the building oh, grows, the chances, the odds of a permanent. Is this program being taped by <laughs> No, you? not at all. Oh, it's the practice oh, Nobody listening it to this. Trust right? me, it is. Yeah, where it's, where nobody's listening here, I guess. Okay. And, um, and uh, yeah, so that, the likelihood is that there'll be some type of, hopefully, uh, permanent space. That's our dream. And is there somebody from this network making Aliyah? Well, it's not a matter of Aliyah. I, I, this I, is so much fun just, to watch. Well, is Rabbi Fast knows. If you're making us well, first of all, First of all, I have to be really careful yes. because, you know, usually I was on even ground with Tony when it comes to this stuff, but now he actually has yeah. a, actually has a uh, Israeli two dots yeah. a hood. Yeah. So I got to be really careful. But anyway, no, we no. did announce yes. that in the summer of, of 2029, we're moving to Israel. Oh, then nice. I told her by fast that oh. over the weekend we had this incredible revelation, which we weren't aware of, that might allow us to move in the summer of 2027. Oh. So we are, look at this, Tony. We are literally moving, moving that date up or at least thinking about moving that date up. So, so we have to build a studio fast. I would, that's, that's, I would that's, that's the message. That, I would imagine it becomes more of a priority as that date approaches. Yes. <laughs> that's well, all I'm saying. We're, 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 we're not frightened by that. No, that I know. No, Are you kidding? Not. I, mean, I just want to give you a statistic. Yes. Uh-oh. Um, we, when, before we opened the doors 
of the campus, we had a goal of having 10,000 guests. We talked about that. this right. on, on the air. This is and, the balloon being punctured. And right. we had 28,000 at Correct. the end of 2022, Correct. which was remarkable. In 2023, we've had just in January and February, just two months, we had 8,000 wow. unique guests. So right. we are... Place is hopping. The place is really yeah. hopping. Hopping, hopping. It's and amazing. if you recall, in 2021, there was a commitment to zero radio studios, and in 2022, there was a commitment to one radio wow. studio. So we've already increased that. Oh, next year you're just be kicking me out of my office. Just move the studio in there. So. Not a chance. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> and That's finally, a trajectory. and finally, and nothing to do with the network because yeah. you know, frankly. Uh, you know, whether whether we're part of the, uh, what row is it? Row eight, row nine, if we're there or not, is, is not relevant. What's more relevant <laughs> is, is there a plan for this summer to have yet another charter flight to Israel from North America? Um, I don't know. It, it's there not might a, be. It's, it's, it's not about the charter flights. When you think about the hundreds and thousands of people who make Aliyah, the charter flight only holds 218 people. Right. right. And, and, the, and the charter flight has its own purpose. You want me to do it or should you do it? Do you want to do it or should I do it? Go ahead. Well, Cause what's every, happening? Because every time, every time <laughs> this comes up as a, maybe there's have to be a charter flight, then Tony steps up and says, you know what? We got to have a charter flight. No. It's, just too, it's too exciting. We got to have a so charter flight. So I was no, going to so say something so a little it, bit different. I, I thought you were saying, is there going to be another charter flight? Because we're already going to do one. Of course. Yeah, see? And, see, oh, we know that. We're going to have another that was your, one. That was not your question? Your question no. is if there was going to be a charter Correct. flight? Correct. Of, of course there is. A August 13th. Flight. Yeah. There you go. August 13th. I thought so. you were talking about a second one. A second one. No, Tony's dream is to have just a FedEx charter flight. Yes. That's a great idea. Right? Oh, thanks for No problem. Whisper. It's okay. This is that, not being taped. Not it's being, all that good. is Nobody's a great listening. idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tell you one thing. You're not on it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. If someone's going to get sick on a flight, that's the flight to get sick. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rabbi Fast, give me a minute just to revel in how oh great a line that was, if you don't mind. That was actually very good. Fantastic. This is going to be the most memorable yeah. interview yeah. with you that I've had. Uh, that was a good one. Good. Now you know what to say when they ask you the same oh, question. thousand percent. Is there a normal person on the flight, not a doctor, you know? <laughs> Very good. Very good. We're, we're going to be seeking someone who's not with a medical yeah. background. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Tony, no. I thank you. No, thank you. Thank really, you. Really appreciate it. I, it we, I love this. You know I do. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. You're, yes. one of, you're one of the few Jewish leaders who understood that for the last, I don't know, 20, 30, or whatever, since this whole dream began. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. No more evident than now. You know what's going on in the United States. No more evident than now. Oh, yeah. The future of the... Well, you're from Florida, so you, you might think, you know, things are peachy keen. But, uh, but the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. I do get around. That's true. You do visit many places. Internet comes into my house, too. Also that. So... Well, so you are. So you're well-read and you... You are 100% correct that the future of the Jewish people is in Israel. Simple as that. It's simple, simple, simple as that. Sorry to say, you know, history repeats itself, but what we're seeing here with anti-Semitism and... Not to get on a negative tangent here, um, it's horrific, and people just have to open their eyes really wide and look at what's going on, and uh, the family has to stop uh, fighting, and the family has to sit around the table and get together and have a Shabbos meal or whatever meal and start talking, because the the fighting for the family is not good, not good for anybody. Amen to that. Okay, Boy, strong words. Everybody fast. You can end with that. 
No, we're punctuating that. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Thank you for reminding everybody about that. And we will continue to trumpet that uh, same slogan, that same sentiment, uh, hopefully forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And there you go. Thank you for being our megaphone, my dear friends. Thank you very much. You're the best. A pleasure. Yet another memorable conversation with both Rabbi Fess and Tony Gilmart. I was surprised you weren't going to freak out the Grand Avenue. uh. (laughs) You know, if I were you, I'd be careful. Certain things you don't want to bring up. Oh, it's it's all good. (laughs) You don't mind, do you? More coming up, everybody. Guess what? You're listening to the Nahum Single Network on a Sunday from Teaneck, New Jersey. We're at the Marriott Glen Point. Why? Because Medex 2023 is happening as we speak. Right here uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network.
JM in the AM with Kikel Poel done by, uh, Kikel Melech rather, done by uh, Eitan Katz. Monday morning, JM in the AM. Our final week in the U.S. for a while. We've got our big dedication of our Manhattan studio on Thursday. Friday we have our uh, New Jersey studio dedication. And then next week it's off to the Holy Land as Tamima and Yoshua are going to be getting married very, very soon, please God, getting ready to celebrate. I know, how incredible is that? And I think the next time I broadcast from here after this week is the Monday after Pesach, if I'm not mistaken. I know, I, uh, I, have, to sh- <laughs> I have to speak to Mayor Fertig. Yesterday, Mayor Fertig contacted me. He said, there are people who heard on the air that I'm supposedly subbing for you. And I said, yeah, I probably said something about something. But of course, I have not yet informed him, of course, uh, of what my intention is in terms of what dates I have in mind for him. Anyway, so um, I'll have that for you coming up. We'll have that for you coming up uh, here at JM in the AM. Um, just checking here. Tomorrow, Ellie Beer is scheduled. The book 90 Seconds was written about Ellie Beer and United Hatsala. It's written by Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. It's an Art Scroll release. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. And um, it's quite a book. I read it over Shab. It's quite a book. Ellie Beer joins us tomorrow here at Jam and I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, our friends at A&H, Abels and Hyman. You know that I'm fascinated by the way things work if I'm watching behind-the-scenes videos from Seth Levitt at A&H constantly. <laughs> I, the one I watched last week, I watched again yesterday. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get those labels on to those airtight packages of hot dogs. It's amazing. It really is amazing. I kept thinking about how strong the glue has to be. <laughs> anyway, A&H will take care of all of that for you. The production, the packaging, the labeling, they'll do the whole thing for you. All you have to do is go to your supermarket, purchase it, and then uh, cook it up and enjoy. Simple as that. Some of the stuff you don't have to cook. They have some delicious uh, items that are cooked already, like their fantastic salamis. Anyway, I mention A&H practically every day here at the Nahum Siegel Network, but especially this time of year because a lot of people are wondering what during the Chag and Cholomoy can they serve their family? Yeah, like what what are some of the menu items that they're not thinking of? And A&H has so many varieties, so many offerings. The list is endless. So check it out and get ready to enjoy. Abel's and Hyman, go to kosherdogs.net. You'll see the whole list. And go to your supermarket. You'll see the whole display. Kosherdogs.net. I haven't even looked at the, our, our, um, our app comments yet today. Jeff Schilling says, Boker Tov, early work start for me using my new Nahum Single Network bed. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff's one of the first to get the brand new pen when he visited us on Friday morning. I think the pens came in on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Boker Tov from the Capital District of the United States. That's Trucker Yitz. Happy Monday. Pesach's coming soon. Oh, boy, he's right about that. Um, <laughs> Trucker Yitz wants to know about the Nahum Single Network pen if you can get the show on it. No, nope, the show doesn't come through the pen. Uh, but you could certainly remind people to tune in with it. 
Uh, and then Jeff writes, just an awesome writing pen. I was gifted by a very special person. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what does this say? Then Trucker Yitz says, Jeff, I have both iPhones on the app. I think Trucker Yitz meant he has the app on both his iPhones. Uh, and they take it, and he takes it all over the world. Uh, Tikva says, Boker Tov. Um, oh, uh, listener Devorah says she loved the interview with uh, the Jewish Views. Thank you. We were really highlighted a bunch of newspapers this past weekend. The Jewish Views did an extensive story, which was so nice. Really, really nice. I greatly appreciate it. Mazel to the men who took the Simchas Chaver program test for this month. That comes from listener Devorah. Very proud of my husband, Yashikoch, of El Yadah Goldvich for the terrific program. Um... SaveTheJew.org. Did I get the website right? Yeah, it took me a second to, lo- to load it. But yes, yeah, SaveAJew.org does work. At least it does on my computer. SaveAJew does work. SaveAJew.org. It is a charity campaign, Chabad of Poland. So you can probably go to charity.com and just search Chabad of Poland. But on my computer, SaveAJew.org did work. And I should check with Avrami. I assume it worked for him as well when he tested it out. Saveajew.org. Uh, M.H. Dauber says quality of medical education in Israel is not the level of the U.S. Yeah, I hear that. I guess that's one of the advantages they have, uh, the uh, potential Olim, when they're in the field of medicine. Uh, oh, Devorah says I also had a problem with the web address. Interesting. This is very interesting. I'm going to try it one more time. Save a Jew dot org and yeah within seconds it's up it's up there within seconds if you can't find it again i'm i'm suggesting that you um go to the charity website c-h-a-r-i-d-y and search chabad of poland but it came right up for me interesting avrami let me know if you're having uh, any difficulty with that one uh, DS Leader says, Boker Tov, onward to Pesach. Douglas Leader and Heshi Klein. Well, onward to Pesach is right. Rosh Chodesh is on Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday. Tonight is the uh, yard site of my father. So I will be late tomorrow. Avrami is going to be, um, I don't even know if I mentioned this to Avrami. Boy, I, I'm giving Avrami a lot of assignments this week. I, I, um, I really should have given him some advance warning. Uh, tomorrow morning, Avrami is going to start the show. I will be in shul to my father's 15th yard site. 15th yard site. And, um, and, um, once, uh, synagogue has finished its services, I will be walking over to our New York City studio. That is the plan. More coming up. It is a. Tuesday morning edition of JM, uh, Monday morning edition of JM. amazing dream last night it was very thrilling and entrancing 
The world became a place so filled with light And in my dream Jews everywhere were dancing Because Mashiach had arrived Peace and love began to thrive No more war, no more hate A time to celebrate a And for the first time my own oh my Since long ago at Har Sinai Chavedim ko Hashem, we beg of you, please make this dream come true. And in my dream when I turned on the news All they did was talk about the Jews They wondered how could we have been so wrong I think deep down they knew it all along Because Moshiach had arrived Peace and love began to thrive The whole world came to storm our gates But there's no gators, it's too late And for the first time, my oh my Since long ago at Har Sinai Hashem, we beg of you Please make this dream come true
עכשיו לישון, תקום עכשיו אתה כבר מאחר, תראה את השעון אומר לך היום לקום וללכת. גם אם זה לא קל, נמצא פתאום אל על, מתוך הסערה אתה צועק, נסחוב את האימא גל, מבלי להתכוון, תכננת אחרת.
Tal Vaknin with Boker here at JM. The Israel Portnoy had My Land. Echad done by Sandy Shmueli. Journey's in there with Haverim off of volume number five. JM the Monday. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. An encore presentation of Meir Me Lim is coming up with um, Rabbi Benji Kramer. We'll have that for you at 9 o'clock Eastern time right here, right after JM in the AM. And... Um, Tomorrow morning we're back. Don't forget, Ellie Beer is going to be our guest. The book, 90 Seconds, was just written literally about his life. And we get an opportunity to uh, speak with him about that incredible life and all that he's been able to accomplish tomorrow morning right here in the 8 o'clock hour at JM. And if you haven't gotten the book yet, it's called 90 Seconds. It is from Artscroll. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Mordecai Shapiro wraps it up at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and AlchemySingle.com and the AlchemySingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up, including Mayor Me Lim with the right Benji Kramer. That's coming up next after further review. With uh, Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Tomorrow morning, we're back. Ellie Beer is going to be our guest as we discuss the brand new book that Rabbi Seltzer has written about Ellie Beer entitled 90 Seconds. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.